Hey, it's Fei Wu, creator of the Phase World podcast and marketing services. And you're listening to a new mini series on Phase World called How to Freelance for Independent Creators. In this series, we speak to the tactics of working as a freelancer from health insurance to taxes, incorporation, but also the human side of things such as marketing, negotiation, downtime, or burnout. All inside a bite-sized mini-series. Each episode is 15 minutes or less. Hey, welcome to another episode of the How to Freelance mini-series. And today, I'm going to tackle the number one question when it comes to freelancing. You probably have guessed it already, and that is health insurance. Every place I've visited, whenever people discovered at a bar mitzvah, at a party, dinner table, that I'm a freelancer, the first question is, wow, I really would love to become a freelancer as well, enjoy my personal financial freedom. But how the heck did you figure out to, you know, how you navigate a health insurance? It was a like this big dark cloud where people were really scared and they didn't want to go there. It sounded like the only reason why they would be stuck with an employer is because they needed the health insurance either for themselves, uh, for themselves or for their family. So no need to take notes for this episode. As always, you can find links, show notes for this episode and all future episodes on phaseworld.com forward slash freelance. Now, you may be thinking, without a job, how do I get health insurance? There are a few options. The first two options will, will come to mind very quickly. If you have parents and if you're under the age of 25 or 26, or possibly a younger age, depending on where you are living in the United States, you still might be able to ask your parents to put you on their plan when you first start out your career as a freelancer. Now, I I know that's not the majority. So the second option is your partner. Now, think about your wife, your husband, but also domestic partner also qualifies. A domestic partner is someone that you live with. Or thirdly, you could be by yourself. And I know Boohoo sounds really lonely because it is a little scary when you're a freelancer starting out on your own, where you absolutely need to rely on yourself to get health insurance. In this case, I'm referring to people such as uh, the international population, the international students, the international uh, independent workers, single moms, or if you have um, a small or big family, but you're the only working member of the family. In this case, the absolute step one for all of you is to go to Marketplace Health Insurance. And what Marketplace Health Insurance means, it's basically ACA. If you still remember from 2010, that is the Affordable Care Act. So I'm not a lawyer. I am not a politician. I did download a bit on what ACA is again. It is from nearly 10 years ago. So my memory has become a little bit blurry. So the Comprehensive Health Care Reform Law enacted in March 2010, sometimes known as ACA or PPACA or Obamacare, the law provides consumers with subsidies, premium tax credits that lower costs for households with income between 100% to 400% federal poverty level. When you hear about the federal poverty level, you're probably thinking about people who are homeless or the homeless individuals or uh, a family who really is struggling. But 
it's actually uh, at 400% the, of the FPL, you have a much bigger range to play with. So for example, this is the data from 2017. You can certainly look up a more up-to-date uh, data set for 2019 and on. For family size of one, if you're just by yourself at 100% of the FPL, the federal poverty level, that is $11,670, not a lot of money. But for family of one at 400% of the uh, of the FPL, that is $46,680. Or let's play it up a little bit. So if you are a family of three, mom and dad, one child, um, or moms, dads, one child, for three, a family of three, 100% FPL is all of a sudden $19,790. At 400% of FPL, which makes you still qualify for ACA, that is $79,160. Okay, I'm going to give you another example for a family of five. So five, family of five, mom, dad, three kids, the maximum amount of money you can make to still qualify for ACA. Yeah, $111,640. By the way, that is taxable income and not your total revenue, meaning that is your profit, what you have left in the bank, in your pocket, in your business account. For example, as a 400% FPL for an individual, that is $46,000 as of 2017. And that amount of money is after you have already excluded all the business expenses such as meals, travel expenses, office expenses, hardware, software upgrade, and things such as that. So I will tell you upfront that uh, in the first year when I was making nearly $100,000 a year, nearly half of that, actually a little more than half of that money went into building the company. You know, marketing dollars, ads, office expenses. So this is a critical point in terms of how you think about your taxable income and how you qualify for ACA. In other words, you are that much more likely to qualify ACA because of what I just stated. So to get started, no matter where you are in the U.S., what you want to do is go to healthcare.gov. There is a screener uh, and the link is also available on phaseworld.com. Check out the screener because that is number one, that's not an application. You cannot use a screener to apply for health insurance. However, it can quickly give you a sense of whether or not you qualify for insurance with ACA at any time of the year if you have a qualifying event. So uh, there's a survey as part of the screener, but let me give you an idea of what a qualifying event might entail. And this event needs to occur within the past 60 days. So you could literally leave your full-time job, become a full-time freelancer, and the second week or the second day to apply for health insurance through um, ACA. But if you forgot, if you're listening to this episode a month into your freelance career, you could still uh, basically check out the screener and apply. So 60 days is the mark. Category one, changes in household size. You got married, had a baby, you gained or became a dependent you got divorced or legally separated and lost health insurance or death in the family. The second category is changes in residence or income. You change your primary place of living, you had a change in income. That is the qualifying event. 
for most freelancers who are needing this information right now. But before we dive deep into how to change an income, I do want to mention uh, there's another category called changes in status. So you were denied Medicaid or CHIP chip, or you gained citizenship or lawful presence in the U.S. Or thirdly, you were released from incarceration, uh, detention, jail, or prison. And so those are the three categories. I want to kind of go deep into the change in income in a second. But before we get into that, I do want to mention I currently live in Boston, Massachusetts, and there's a very detailed article I wrote called MA Health Connector, and that is、uh, what's specific to the Massachusetts residents. I know, you know, Massachusetts has one of the best health insurance for families and freelancers, but other states have options too. I really don't want you to give up. Um, if you don't live in one of the states, such as Massachusetts, New York, California,、um, Oregon, you know, you have options. I've also researched、uh, for this episode a few other states just to make sure that we can all start somewhere.、And、the good news is that while health insurance isn't free for you as a freelancer, it's often much more affordable and easier to apply than you think. That really is the key in all of this. So I'm going to come back to the income change because this category change applies to many, if not most, of the freelancers who decide to、um, apply for ACA. When you go from a full-time employee to a freelancer, income is the most unpredictable matter. The good news is that ACA, or again, the marketplace health insurance, is designed for this type of、um, fluctuation or unpredictability. While everyone's story is different, when you start out, it wouldn't be unreasonable to think that you may not be making as much or nearly as much when you had a full-time career. So, for example, when I left my full-time job in 2015, I started off my freelance career literally January 1st, 2016. So that year, I made half of what I made in 2015, and my health insurance in 2016 was only a little over a hundred dollars per month. Every month for that entire year. Now I want to note that you know politics changed, health insurance changed in 2017 for the general public. So even if you're making the same amount of money in 2017, you will notice that your health insurance premium went up. In 2017, for me personally, I ended up doubling my taxable income from a full-time career, so four times of what I made in 2016, and my premium changed、uh, quite a bit, but still again affordable. And today, my health insurance is about $250 a month, and I added $50. Of pretty good dental insurance, so not the bottom line like your fifteen twenty dollar、uh, dental insurance. I got the good stuff just in case as I'm getting older. So altogether, I'm paying about three hundred U.S. dollars per month for health insurance. But okay, last lastly, health insurance premiums are deductible. So we talked about if you remember, I mentioned my health insurance is、uh, currently three hundred dollars a month. Whatever that may be, three hundred times twelve months, those sweet thirty-six hundred dollars is tax deductible. Okay, so we talked a lot about ACA. I know some of you guys are thinking, "Look, I'm just not.、Uh, I know ACA, but please give me a few more options." So here are the additional options that I want to cover in this episode. Cobra coverage. You probably. 
think that sounds familiar because it should. When you leave your full-time career, most likely your HR person will talk to you on the last day and tell you that you do have the option to extend your health insurance through COBRA. I also received a little uh, package. What I noticed through my own experience and people I spoke with previously to maintain your level of health insurance from your company, and it doesn't mean it's necessarily better than what you would get through ACA, is that COBRA coverage is usually very expensive. I remember talking to a family uh, or a colleague with a family, and I believe for him was um, deep into or more than $1,000 a month. And I also know individuals, for example, for me at the time in 2015, I believe my COBRA cost would have been in the four to $500 range. So that's a lot of money, but it is an option when you don't have time, where you feel like there's gonna be a gap period before uh, between you talking to ACA um, versus you, uh, you know, basically regaining or extending your COBRA coverage. There's another option which I looked into briefly, it's called the Freelancers Union. The Freelancers Union offers a health insurance plan. You can actually visit their website to check it out. I cannot personally advocate or not advocate for their services because I have never subscribed or purchased health insurance from them. Uh, And uh, that is certainly an option many freelancers are looking into. So definitely give them a call and really compare and shop around. Another option is called the Professional Associations. So if your profession has an association or if you become a member of a self-employed worker or independent worker association, you may be able to get group insurance through these kinds of memberships. Um, These uh, insurance allows individuals to band together as members of a group of, for example, self-employed workers, which is similar to group insurance through an employer. Another option is short-term or temporary insurance. Short-term health insurance do not provide you with the same benefits or coverage options that are offered by uh, ACA plans. And also to keep in mind that a shorter uh, term health insurance plan may be a temporary option to consider if you miss the open enrollment period or want to avoid uh, paying medical costs while you get your ACA type of coverage. Here's a a seventh option. I don't know where I am right now, but another alternative is to speak with a, a licensed health insurance broker who might help you uncover many more options. I personally haven't tried this. I know people who have. Again, I really do recommend that you work with, um, just check out ACA or healthcare.gov in this case, and just equip yourself with the knowledge that will help you into the future, as opposed to giving it all to someone else to take care of. Before we wrap up, you may be thinking about penalty because in certain states such as Massachusetts, New Jersey, Vermont, if you are not covered, if you don't have health insurance throughout the year, 12 months out of the year, there will be a penalty that you see when you file for, uh, when you file taxes. So um, each state has its own rules in terms of how much you pay. You need to check with your state's taxation department to get more details. And, and the last thing I will say is how you could be cutting down or uh, lowering your health insurance costs. So if you find uh, the plans available to you expensive, you could consider taking a higher deductible plan. Again, consider having a discussion uh, with someone you know, uh, with even with healthcare.gov, they do have a 1-800 number you can call and learn more. Or if you're feeling a little bit lazy or scared, you can talk to a licensed health insurance broker 
who represents several companies can search additional options for you. So again, to conclude this episode, you have options. I recommend you start with ACA. I know that based on 400% federal poverty level, you have so many options, whether you're an individual, you have a family of two, three, four kids. So don't give up on yourself. Don't let health insurance stop you from becoming a freelancer. Thank you so much for listening. You will be able to uh, contact me directly and ask any questions related to this episode or something you experience currently or something you worry about into the future. I have included a uh, voicemail feature that you can leave me any messages on faceworld.com forward slash freelance. I look forward to hearing them, reviewing them and addressing your questions in future episodes. Thank you for supporting FaceWorld, for being here. Your time is very precious. So um, I really appreciate you for being here. And if this helped you, I hope you will share this episode and this podcast with one more person. Take care and talk to you soon.